Hi, I'm Samantha Varner, and this is the She Needs Grit podcast, the show where I dig into how to prioritize profit in your business and build an empire using grit and strategy and doing it in a simple, no BS kind of way. Let's get started. This is Sam at She Needs Grit Podcast, and I am sitting here this morning, early morning, recording some podcasts, taking a risk, recording them while kids are still home from school, so hopefully there are no great um, challenges happening in the video games in the living room, so we won't have to listen to that. I've got some coffee here today, and we are going to talk about playing small, and this podcast is actually inspired by pretty much every client I've talked to this week because I'm just so impressed with how badass they're being and how they're not playing small. They are pushing the envelope, they are growing, they are striving, and that can be hard, right? It can be hard for them, it can be hard for me, and I know if that's true, it can sometimes feel really damn hard for you. So we're going to have this conversation about three areas that I think I want you to consider. Are you playing small in these areas? And I'm going to give you some thoughts and some questions to ask yourself. And then I'm going to give you a challenge, okay? So I want you to think in those terms as we have this conversation today. I want you to be willing to get really raw and really vulnerable because the only way that we change and we shift and we grow is if we're willing to take a little look in those dark corners, admit maybe where we're struggling or where we might actually be playing small, and ask yourself, is that how you want to show up in your business? Is that going to create the results you're looking for in your business? Are you going to be able to create your wealth for your family the way that you are currently operating? If any of those questions come back as, no, probably not, and you're feeling a little sheepish, first off, stop feeling sheepish. Every single entrepreneur goes through this, okay? And over and over and over again. This isn't like a one and done. This isn't, we get a scrape, we put a Band-Aid on it, it heals itself, and away we go, okay? This is one of those things that you're going to have to come back and be like, am I still pushing the envelope? Am I still striving to be above and beyond all the time. And in the context of that, I want you to also realize you don't have to go like a maniac in a full out absolute sprint 24 hours a day. If you're doing that, this is going to feel like A, a punch in the face because I'm telling you to do it more. And B, it's going to feel like an absolutely unsustainable way to operate which of course it is. You cannot go full throttle all the time and have that work out well. So let's hop into the areas that you might be playing small, and then let's talk a little bit at the end of this episode as to how do you do this in a way that works without burning yourself out, okay? So let's get started here with the three areas I want you to talk, think about to begin with. So the first thing I want to bring up on this topic is your three-year vision. So 
what is the way that you see yourself as a business owner three years down the path from right now? No matter where you are, whatever stage of business this is, this is really relevant and you need to be doing it regularly. So my first question is, do you have a three-year vision? And I don't mean like some sort of weird pie in the sky thing you thought about once while you were falling asleep. I mean like you sat down, you wrote out, what do you want your life to look like? What does the business vision allow for you to shift and change in your actual life? Because the numbers are great. The profit is great. But if you're not actually trying to seek the thing that you actually care about in your personal life, it doesn't hold enough meaning, right? It's just a number. So do you have a three-year vision? Have you gone through the exercise of determining what you're trying to build in the next three years? Does it excite, the second part of this is, does it excite the crap out of you? Do you look at that vision and think, damn, if I can do that, if I can create that in my life, if I can build a business big enough to make that happen in my personal life, I got it made. It's amazing. I will blow my own socks off, right? If that doesn't light you up, then go back to the vision. Try harder, push yourself further. Be willing to be really uncomfortable with the thinking around what could I achieve. Okay. And this is the big one, guys. Okay. Are you ready? If you feel called out on this, just dismiss that feeling of shame and move on to how can I get better at this? Are you making moves to create that three-year vision every day? I know, right? It's like a big slap in the eyeball (laughs) because I'm not making moves to create my three-year vision every day, but I know I should be, right? And I do it frequently, but you have to keep this front and center. You have to keep the end goal in mind as you are building the business. You also have to keep how you think you're going to do it held loosely in your hand. Things change in business. You pivot, you make different decisions, but at the end of the day, you want to make sure that the time you're spending in your business is actually moving you towards the vision. It is very easy for our human brains to get distracted and to get kind of that squirrel mentality, right? Where it's like, ooh, I could do it like that. Ooh, I could do it like that. What that ends up being is a lot of action going off in a lot of different directions, but honestly, you're not like piling it on top of each other to get to that destination. So your three-year vision, if you don't have one, make one. Think about it. Create it. You can do this on the voice memo of your phone. You can do this on a big piece of paper in a massive brainstorm with a bunch of markers. You can sit down and do this in a journal. It doesn't matter how you do this, whatever your creative methodology is. One of my clients this week, actually, we had the conversation about She was about to get ready to go on a road trip with a friend, and I suggested when they start talking about business and development, where she's wanting to go, record the conversation. You and I both know that we've all had amazing conversations about long-term plans over a glass of wine with somebody, and then later, we can't actually remember the details the same way. Now, this is partially maybe because of how many glasses of wine you had. But it's also partially because in the moment, we're not recording the conversation like we're in a lecture. We're just having it. So pop the recording on 
And then you can go back and listen and mine for all of the gold that you would have had that chat with, with your friend, and it's right there available to you. Okay, so the number one piece of this is your three-year vision, okay? Number two, this is a big one as well. Everything's a big one, isn't it? Um, because I don't bring little and lame topics. <laughs> How about that? Okay, so your network. The people that you have surrounding you in business and in your life want to support you, but you need to be constantly expanding that network. You need to be meeting new people, telling them what you do, and offering to help if it's appropriate. You need to, in order to do that, you need to actively and personally be developing your network. And so here's where I'm going to go on my little soapbox of social media is not the only way to build a business. It is a fantastic tool to use to build a business. But sometimes what social media can become for entrepreneurs is a way to hide behind the screen, a way to be less vulnerable, to be less engaged. Because we do a lot of posting, we put information out there, and we're waiting for people pick it up and to call us, right? So I think about this kind of like fishing. You're sitting there with your line in the water, which is your social media, and you're waiting for the exact right fish to come by to pay attention to the bait, to bite on there, and to stay on long enough for you to reel them in. Fishing is a slow, patient process, and there's a reason for that because you don't get social media. You don't write one post and get five clients. It's just not how it works. It is a long buildup. And I do believe social media is really critical to your business. I look at it as a billboard. So my social media is a billboard to the world. If you want to look for me, if you want to see what I'm about, I exist in the world on social media. But I also exist in your personal life way more frequently. I spend a lot of time networking with people right directly, having conversations, making phone calls, sending personalized individual emails to people, and engaging with people directly. I do coffee dates and lunch dates, and I go to as many of the parties and the things that I'm invited to that would allow me to meet more people. This is really important. If you're not doing this in your business, if you're not expanding your horizons beyond social media, your growth is going to be slower. People want to like, know, and trust you. And the best way for them to do that is to meet you in person because I guarantee you're amazing in person. And the difference between your social media, when you're trying to figure out your voice and how do you sound authentic and how do I portray who I am out there on the screen, that's hard. When you go to a party or when you go to a networking event or when you show up at somebody's, I don't know, ribbon cutting with the Chamber of Commerce, they're meeting you exactly as you are. You don't have to think about it. You just are who you are and you show up and they get to know you and they get to either love you or hate you. Either way, totally fine, right? The ones who love you, love you. The ones who don't, we don't care about anyway, so it's fine. And this goes for any personality type. This doesn't only work if you're an extroverted person like I am. You can connect with people, 
have conversations, engage with them exactly as you are. You do not have to mimic anybody else's personality just the same as you don't have to mimic anybody else's social media in order to get the following and the recognition and the attention that you're looking for online. Okay, the third piece of this part, of the growing your network part, is are you nurturing these people with intent? So yes, I believe strongly in email marketing, in making sure that you are out there in the world, touching base with them, doing that sort of engagement regularly through a newsletter, etc. But in addition to that, do you say something to them on social media when they post their kids back to school photos? It's not business related. I do. I comment on what's happening. If I see them out, I comment. If I see something I think in the world or I hear of something or a book I'm reading makes me think of a person, I make a point of texting them or calling them to say, hey, I was just thinking of you. I'm reading this book or I listened to this podcast and I thought you would love it or whatever that might look like, okay? I do this on purpose all of the time. And I do this because I want to have a relationship with these people, legitimately a relationship, far beyond just, hey, here's my services, do you want it? Right? That happens. Of course that happens. But I actually want to expand my network and my horizon with people that I enjoy and I think are amazing and interesting people that I want to engage in. And the more you do that, we go back to that like no trust factor. If you are engaged in somebody's life in a multiple layer, it really is effective. It's effective for them knowing who you are and being able to refer you incredibly well because they deeply know who you are as a person far beyond just your business skills, okay? So I want you to think about that. Okay, the third area today. So I hope you guys are loving this. I hope this isn't feeling like pressure I want this to feel expansive for you. I want this to feel like a podcast that you are looking at the opportunity and being open to shifting things in a way that will have such a positive impact in your profit and your business and ultimately your life. That's what I want you to get out of this. So I want you to sit in that as we continue to talk. Okay. The third piece is I wrote down, is your passion for and belief in your ability to create results and transformation loud and proud in the world? Do all of your people know what you do and who you actually help and why it's so transformational in their lives? Do they know? Could they be your commercial, right? I look at my network and my friends and my family, all the people And I want them to be so confident in knowing what I do and who I help that they are my ambassadors. And I think of this network, right, of ambassadors everywhere going out in the world, speaking of me in a positive way, hopefully, um, to all of the people that they know and being able to start identifying, hey, I just was chatting with Sarah over here and she is definitely a good fit for Sam. I'm going to make that introduction. I'm going to take the time because I know how much that is important to Sam. I also know she does that for me all the time. So I want you to realize like you have to be 
confident and clear and so badass with being your own infomercial, with being your own billboard, with being your own rah-rah person at all times, right? This doesn't have to be showy and dramatic and a big deal, but it does have to happen. You do need to feel like I am the most badass profit coach that has ever lived and that if you're struggling with making more money in your business and actually living the life you want instead of inadvertently working more hours and making less money than you intended, then you need to work with me. And that feels like deep in my soul, I feel strong and confident about that. I feel strong and confident in my ability to get results with my clients. And I deeply believe that that level of result will change people's lives. This is multi-generational changing of people's lives and that shit lights me up. I am ready to do that all day long. And you need to feel the same way about what you do. And it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what that thing is, but you need to feel like I am here on this planet to provide this service and everybody who needs this service needs to deal with me because I know I can help them. So I want you to marinate on this. I want you to think about your business and your interactions with people and your day-to-day tasks and I want you to consider how many of them are driving you forward into that three-year vision? How many of them are being expansive in your network and really engaging the people that do know and love you and trust you? How many of those people are you touching on a regular basis in a way that supports that development of the relationship, right? And are you feeling like just the most badass human being when you get to talk about your business and what you can do for clients, and how you can help them, and how you can help their lives be better than they were yesterday before they knew about you? Okay, I want you to think about that. I want you to consider how critical this is to your business, and perhaps why, if this isn't front and center for you, it might be why you're having trouble getting over the income level that you are right now. So, Before I go, I do want to talk about burnout a little bit. I do want to talk about how to maintain this level of drive and passion and do it without eventually throwing up your hands, right? I am a huge believer in the idea of sprinting. Now, sprinting isn't unique to me. My coach does sprints within her coaching program, and it's a phenomenal philosophy. So, What it is, is that you are going to take a week of time and you are going to go all out. You are going to be like, how many people can I talk to? How much can I push the envelope? How many meetings can I set up? How many emails can I send out? How many events can I show up at? How, what can I do to like boost the crap out of my network and get out there and do this? And then after that week, A, you're going to have a full calendar of events and meetings and coffees and things that you can use for the rest of the month. But then then you give it a little bit of time to do the work that is behind that. So if you think every month you do one week sprint, 
three weeks work and engagement in all of the relationships that you've done, how much will that shift your business? Now, one last thing that just came to mind here is if you're thinking to yourself, there is no way I have capacity to do a full week of like that much more work over and above where I currently am right now, I am too busy for this. I have two questions. Are you really too busy? Like too busy doing money-making activities or messing around on your website? Ask that question. And then if you are legitimately too busy with clients or with forward-facing activity, then I want you to start thinking about you need to delegate. You need to hire. You need to engage some help so that you can be this forward-facing person in the business and that the business still gets done. Okay, so if that was the thing that tripped you up on this idea, we need to talk, right? Book a consult call with me, you guys. It is a 20, 30-minute chat where you're going to get the opportunity to ask me the questions that you have, especially the ones that are coming up when you're listening to the podcast and you're thinking, oh, shit, that's me, or I don't do that, or I wish I knew how, or I don't even know, I don't even know what my three-year plan would look like. It is a, a fuzzy cloud that I can't see through. Um, you can book a consult with me at any point, and I'm really happy to have that conversation. And if coaching with me is the right fit, then I'll tell you that. If coaching with me is not the right fit, I'll tell you that too. But this isn't meant to be a hardcore sales pitch. This is meant for me to help you over the course of that session walk away with something valuable you can implement in your business right now. So I don't want to forget to remind you guys to do that. Because I'm here and I'm a resource and there is nothing I love more than talking business. Okay, one last reminder before I head out today. We are now accepting applications for podcast guests. So we are going to expand this podcast into some opportunities to have conversations with more than just listening to my voice. So if you are somebody who knows they are going to be a great add-on or solution to my audience, you are a parallel provider, you are somebody who services service-based business owners, and you want to share your story and you want to talk about what you offer, please fill out an application. If, secondly, you are someone who knows they would love a coaching session with me and is willing to be brave and vulnerable and hop onto the mic and let's have this conversation in person so that other people can listen in, then fill in an application. These coaching calls, guys, you are going to love them. I am so excited to share them with you because getting to listen to somebody else be coached just allows you to absorb it in a way that's far different than you being coached one-to-one. So send in your applications, you guys. This fall is going to be just a podcast extravaganza for She Needs Grit, and I'm so excited to bring you these new episodes. If not, contact me on social media. You guys know you can get me on Instagram at shecollective.biz and we will chat all about you, your profit, your life, and how you can make that happen. Have a great day. 